morning, everybody. This is Janetta, and they did not get the memo. Yes, I'm back. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit better, but not as good or as well as I could. You know, I woke up this morning, and I had a discussion with someone about historically our uh, people discovered that the lighter well, let's put it like this as an African American we come, I know that we come in different hues all shades as African descendants some can pass for white and some are dark as night but We all know that we are black. Now, I mentioned to someone this morning, I said, you know, I remember when I was a little girl that uh, my girlfriend's uh, mother and father were advocating that when they dated a girl, you know, hopefully for marriage and procreation, that she'd be a little bit lighter than their family. In essence, what I'm saying is, it was, it's an, it was and still is, but now it's ingrained psychologically into uh, certain people to continue to try to lighten their family's complexion so that life would be a little bit more easier for them. Um, More doors would be open for their family members if they could just continue to lighten, lighten, lighten their family hue or color. And I guess me being from descended from a person from Georgia, Florida, where the slaves were, you know, in abundance, that was something that was perpetuated by families, not because they wanted to be white, but because life would be easier on them if they were lighter and not darker. Uh, it's turned into now a rite of passage. You know, listen, I was raised by a woman who said that you love who you love. You know, if that person is kind to you and you guys like each other and you fall in love, you love who you love. It has nothing to do with the color. But some I don't know how to say this without becoming even more unpopular. Um, This is kind of like historically, there was a black woman who could pass for white, and they were married, and they wanted to get, get escape up north. The lady who was actually a black lady who could pass for white pretended that her husband, who was dark, pecan, dark or darker, pretended that he was her his her hand servant 
and they both escaped up north. Now, these are, if you're interested in black history, these are facts that you can discover as to how uh, complexion has been manipulated in our race to try to be accepted or to try to have more doors open or to try to just be treated nicer as a human being. So the discussion I had with this person turned into a heated discussion because they had no idea this was going on. And they were telling me how up on black culture they were. But I said there are there are conversations that we're not privy to when we're not around. I know that from my husband, who was mulatto. He could pass for white or Jewish, you know. He he was he was that hue where he could pass for white. And he told me stories of how down south in Tennessee, he's at work and they're all having lunch and he's sitting with all the white people, unbeknownst to them that he was a black man. And they had conversations that we're not privy to when we're not around. And he said he would wait just as good until they got finished. And his mother was my complexion, pecan. And he would point out a woman that complexion, and he would tell them, my mother is that complexion. And their mouths would hit the floor. Because as far as they were concerned, they were talking to one of their own people, not a mixed race person. And I don't know why I'm discussing this on my podcast today, because I shed tears that there are people still here that that level of profoundness of our blackness is not even known. It's not even, uh, some people refuse to acknowledge it. Now, my grandmother was raised in 1916. I mean, she was born in 1916. And her uncles, uh, her grandmother raised her. So her uncles, Uh, I guess went off to work one came back with his head crushed she said that uh, when they brought his body back which black men would often do go and try to get money working jobs that pay good money but we know that if you angered the, the fair skinned people that they would murder you and say it was an accident. And that's what happened to one of my great uncles. She said when she looked in the casket and and felt his face and then felt behind his head, there was nothing there. They had crushed his head. You know, it hurt me when my friend said, "Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. And all I could do was start crying. I said, you know, we did not ask to come here to this country. 
and they was they were killing us then and they're still killing us now and I'm not trying to agitate or or instigate anything I'm just trying to share my morning and so uh, it hurt me it hurt me to my core because we didn't ask to come here and okay oh they're not still hanging in the year 2000 2020 what was it 2020 I forget but just recently a father came home a black man and his son was hanging from the tree you know historically it's called strange fruit how I have a question how does people who have not harmed another race of people end up being the sacrificial lambs and I'm going to clarify that the tears that came out of my eyes is that they brought us here they don't want us here you can't have it both ways so they start devising ways of destroying us. The family unit, uh, 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 the, 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 the mentality of us, the knowing of your history, where you came from, and how you got here. And, and, and it, it hurt me so bad that they would say something like that because they haven't stopped trying to kill us. George Floyd is an example of that. And, you know, I'm passionate. I'm very passionate about my people's struggle. I have no money. I have nothing that I can contribute to help. But my stories. Uh, I'm trying to calm down from this morning. Maybe I, as the preacher said, I overloaded my friend's donkey. You know, you can only plant a seed, only God can grow it. And people need to know that there are some of us out there that internalize other black people's suffering as if it was our own because they are a part of me they are part of our ancestors. I don't know when the script got flipped because we're supposed to be the first people on this planet. I don't know when the script got flipped. But uh, I sure would like to know how the first man on the planet in the Garden of Eden how the first man end up being the last man. Anyway, listen, you guys, it's not about color. It's about what you're made of as a person, as a human being. Uh, but anyway, I digress on that. I can't stress enough how I love you guys. There ain't nothing you can do about it. No matter who you are, where you come from, what you have, what you don't have, what color you are, 
how rich you are, how poor you are. I love you all, and ain't nothing you can do about that. So I'm going to end this podcast. I just want to share that thought with you. Um, I just want to say, because we have a common enemy called COVID, we should not be divided by race or economics. We're trying to survive as a race, period. So, I'm going to ask you, like I asked you at the end of all my podcasts, wear your mask, wash your hands often, please practice social distancing. And if all possible, get your vaccination. I know there's gray areas. Some people can't take it because of a compromised immune system. I know I'm there. Um, But if we're going to lick this COVID, we have to do it as a team. Anyway, listen, you guys. Like I said, the the instructions for our survival for COVID is simple. Try practicing it so we can come up out of this. Because I don't want to go out the rest of my life wearing a mask. When the solution is very simple if we work together. Okay, you guys. I'm going to stop. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Like I keep saying, COVID is a we problem, not a me problem. It's everybody's problem all over the world. So, I thank you for listening to me. I'm just sharing my opinion. They're like butts. Everybody's got one. And uh, you don't have to agree with me. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for your for listening to me. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your understanding. Life is too short not to be happy. It's too short. So I, I don't have any more pearls or wisdoms to give you. But I'm sure if you use the ones that I say after every podcast, I'm sure you too will come out of this COVID alive and well. Thank you for listening to me.